You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, hey yeah baby, are you ready? Whoa, whoa. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast, presented by FeaturedX.com and Sound Talent Media. I am your host, Tuck. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you smash the shit out of that subscribe button. Leave some reviews. Tell the world how I'm a five-star man. This is the most screamo podcast you've ever listened to in your life. Shout out to Liquid Death for sending me some delicious water. Do you like death? Do you drink liquids? Drink Liquid Death. Also, shout out to AKG. They sent me a C214. And if you've noticed that the show has sound a little crispier, that's why. So thanks, AKG. I am very excited to use these uh, this new microphone. They got me some headphones, too. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What? Uh, they are the K371s. Uh, and they sound great. I really like them. So thanks, AKG. Y'all been real nice. This week, we have Hunter Young of Mood Ring and DOG on the show. And I got to say, first and foremost, he is certainly the most patient guest that I have had yet. It took like two days and four attempts to actually get this shit to work. And it did. Thank you. I appreciate you, buddy. And Zencaster, get your shit together. Uh, but I appreciate the crew over there helping me through the uh, little bit of issues we had last week. I am absolutely... In love with Mood Ring. They are a very recent signing to UNFD to continue our theme as of late, talking about all the rad bands that they've been signing. I swear to God, it's unintentional. They're not asking me to do it. I'm just doing it because I want to. I also texted Landon Tours. I'm trying to get his ass on here, so we'll see if he comes through. If he ain't being a little bitch about it. But, um, yeah, if you know about my musical taste... You know that this is my vibe. And Hunter has such a smooth, smooth, listenable, beautiful voice. The guitars are heavy and really set the mood. Their EP, Show Me the Real You, is 10 out of 10 phenomenal. I'm a huge fan. I'm glad I got to have this chat. He was so nice, and I, I got to talk to him a lot more than just this hour 45 um, because of the issues we had. So really, I ended up talking to him for probably about four or five hours over these two days, and... He's such a gem. It was great. I'm excited to see this band take over. I can't wait till I get to see them live. Please support them. Go check out this new EP. It's so fucking good. Don't sleep on it. Don't be a stupid little bitch. Here we go. My chat with Hunter of Mood Ring. god it's working it's, it's working holy shit wow dude can you turn up a little bit yeah 
There we go. There we go. Yeah, it, I uh, for everyone listening, Hunter is the most patient guest ever. This is Hunter Young, lead singer, rock and roll guitar player, god of mood ring. And Jesus Christ, are you nice? Because yesterday sucked ass. Um, <laughs> we we were trying to use. I use this thing called ZenCaster to record my podcast and. Yeah, it didn't work for like an hour. Hunter tried two different computers. He was like being so patient and nice. And I'm a big dum-dum, as everybody knows. So it just, it didn't work. But hi, Hunter. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, of course. I am blessed to have you here. Uh, Yeah, congrats on the announcement as of, what was that, like Monday or Wednesday or something? Yeah, something. uh, Wednesday, actually, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I have lost track of days at this point. I know when it's the weekend because my wife doesn't go to work, um, but it's hard. <laughs> I'm pretty shot at this point. Um, but we finally got to go back out and play a couple shows, which was fucking sick. I feel a little bit more like a human now than I did for the previous 488 days that I didn't play a show. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm just chilling. Dude, um, it, <laughs> yeah. yesterday I feel like we like got so in depth off air, but I it was really nice actually. I feel like I get to interview you twice to some extent, but it, for sure it's a it's a nice uh, icebreaker. Um, I'm actually notorious for doing podcasts or interviews and going back and making them redo it. So. Oh, we, no don't shit. Have, we don't. Ha- we don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think at this point you'll be like, "I'm so glad to be done with him," but um, <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm glad I have you. Also, it, it's funny. I just opened up your Spotify. Your Spotify monthly listeners went up overnight. They did. They did. That's I just quite checked good. it myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I sit here and I refresh it. I'm like, oh come on, give it to me. Oh yeah, I love watching the Spotify for artists app. And, oh yeah. Uh, just seeing how that thing goes whenever we release stuff and. You know, because if it doesn't do what you want it to, it's certainly an ego crusher and like ego is most important. Uh, um, But congrats on the announcement and the re-release of this record, I guess, is what we're calling it, right? It's just like a redux with two bonus tracks. Yeah, UNFD is calling it a reissue and it's just one bonus track, honestly. Um, Oh. Yeah, I wanted to do more and different stuff, but it's also... With it coming out, you know, during COVID, nothing's going on. It was cool that we had the we had the chance to like actually give it a cycle. Now, it's honestly the only thing that I'm stoked about. Oh man, I I owe you an FD like at least a hundred bucks after yesterday. I got to tell you something. I did off air. I was I was a bad boy. They were mad at me yesterday, but they I deserved it. I was stupid. I'm a big stupid idiot. Um, hi Unified, you're great. Thank you very much for being nice to me. Um, <laughs> um so. You guys, it's interesting. <clears throat> I was having a discussion yesterday um, with my business partner, Jeff, about your band, where you guys have only been a band for like a year. Yeah? Kind of. Um, I only started like rolling shit out, I mean, February of this year. Okay. Um, but I've been working on this shit for a long time. Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. Which is weird because it took me so long to write this EP that I don't even like, and then we're, we're done with you know whatever. I can't you know whatever this follow up is. You know it's it's done. 
Oh, but you don't like it? Oh, no, I love the follow-up. I, oh, all the okay. New, all the new songs are sick. I just, it, we have to go play the fucking EP now. Like, I just know how Oh, much and you're just over it. Like, you're, yeah, okay. And we, I get and it. We, and we haven't even gotten to play it, really, you know? so. Well, that's what's so interesting about this year is a lot of people ask, like, are you going to skip that record, essentially? And this is just, like, a broad strokes to bands that mm-hmm. released albums. Like, because my band released an album during this uh, quarantine year as well. So people ask, like, okay, well, are you going to, like elongate the process and like still, you know, now it'll be like three years between records. Are you still going to go for it in an 18 month span or so? I'm like, I think we're just going to keep on chugging. I mean, we'll play the songs. We're, you know, we love the record. We're definitely going to play the songs, but, um, so you guys, I guess at least you won't have to for that long. Right. Yeah. I think that we're going to play it through like the end of the year. And then I don't know, come next year, I don't know. We'll keep some of those songs in the set. You know, show me the real you. You're going to be playing for the next, probably the rest of my life. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah get used the, to that one for sure. As the band grinds and you know more people get apt to it, that's still the standout song. And it's yeah. I mean, I, I really love it. Prozac. I think Prozac is my underdog of the release. It's funny. Every music industry person, not to like call you that, but that's okay. Every I'm, industry person feels that way about Prozac. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that like fans will in time they'll be like, <laughs> Oh, this is the like this is the best song. But Show Me the Real You is just such a hit that it's hard to not put focus on that track. It's my um, favorite song for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's catchy as fuck. I found myself just singing it all day and which is nice. I like it. Yeah, there's a, a band from the Hudson Valley that's also been doing like a heavier shoegaze kind of thing. Um, it's a band called Soul Blind. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. That band fucking uh, rules. They're so good. And I grew up um, with a few of those guys and like have watched them be in bands since they were kids. And they're a few years young, quite a few years younger than me. But they're just so phenomenally good live. A, bu- a bunch uh, of my friends in hardcore bands, like literally since I started showing them uh, moodering demos last year. Um, we're like, yo, this is the band you have to work with. And I've, I'm definitely a fan. Yeah. I, oh man, if you recorded that band, it would be sick. I would love to. Have you ever talked to them? No, zero. It's funny too. Cause if you go on our Spotify, they're like a uh, suggested artist number two. Oh no shit. There they are. It's like, yeah, static, it's like static dress, soul blind, and then purity, which are the fucking man. What are yours? You guys are too. And then wrist meat razor head cave. Fucking degrader. Oh, the degrader boys. This is sick. CP, like, all the that's always one of those things where it's you look at the, you always want your relateds to be really cool. Having Ollie as the first one, freaking scene god, static dress lord. Yeah, I really, uh, I like him a lot. Or I love that man. Um, they, they, uh, posted about us on release day and it was pretty cool too. Oh, that's it. He is hella nice. I'm, planning on getting him on the show at some point as well, but incredibly busy person. The new creeper music video just released the other day and he did that. So when he's not crushing it in his band, he's doing like insane art for everyone else, but super cool to see soul blind actually on your Spotify like that. That's sick. They Um, rule. Yeah. There's another nice fellas. There's another band um, that people have been talking to me about a lot and I actually became friends with them. They're called eyeball. And they're another, um, oh, I like, don't know that band. They're, you know, it's like more like 90s radio rock style stuff, kind of like what we do. Cool. Um, 
not as heavy as us, but they're fucking awesome too. So definitely check them out. It's uh, right. it's members of Purity and uh, a bunch of other bands. So sick. I just followed it. Yeah, I'm I'm all for this revival sound. I mean, I definitely with my side projects stick to the more like armor for sleep emo wave Jimmy World kind of stuff. But yeah, good when shit. when Soulblind first started doing it, I was very taken aback, and I was like, whoa. What's up? Because it was a few a few years ago, and they've really been like perfecting it and working at it for a while now. And I'm glad to see them getting the recognition that they deserve from it because the band fucks lives. They 100 percent need more good. attention. If I was an A and R, I would have signed that band a light year ago and already had like yeah. everything done and over with. Right. I feel the same. I you know I've heard some things. I think there may be some people, but the other thing is they're very they play with like hardcore bands all the time. Um, yeah, it, it definitely seems to like come from that world for sure. Yeah, it's like they're gonna. That's end up how I found them. To, what's that one label that everybody signs to if you're a hardcore band? Um, I mean, there's a few Triple B. I don't know. Yeah, like Triple B, like they end up like fucking going there or some shit, and then Roadrunner will be like, "No, yeah. I wanted you." There's a. I mean, Triple B is definitely a cool look for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's like one of those things um, where your shits, you know. It's automatically like accredited or fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're cool like, automatically. And like, yeah. so like anything I ever do would never sign to something like that. Cause I, yeah, I'm not saying um, I, I have a mullet. So, well, you know, man, some of us are just meant for certain things. But speaking of which, I was so interested to see that you guys signed to Unified because you're really the only band of your style that's on the label at the moment, if I'm correct. So, uh, not to speak out of turn at all. Um, we had, you know, we talked to other people. Um, there was other offers. There was, you know, negotiations and other stuff happened. But Unified came to the table with, you know, the best deal, honestly. And kind of, um, we had an open discussion that we wanted to be that band on the label. You know what I'm saying? Like We yes. wanted to be the band that sounded like us. And we didn't want to compete with ourselves. And some of the other stuff that we were looking into essentially was us competing with ourselves. So that was actually an open conversation and uh, they're very understanding and unified is very appealing in the sense that they're very mindful of their bandwidth on what they can push. And they're very, um, obviously they know we're not a fucking metalcore band. Yes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being a metalcore band, obviously I've been in. Nah, fuck metalcore bands. I mean, dude, I've been in so many damn metalcore bands. (laughs) <laughs> but with that being said, it's uh Yeah, we'll end up talking about yours at some point because it was fucking sick. It's not the fucking sign ten metalcore bands, throw the spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks deal, and we just weren't gonna do that. And they're very yeah. much like like okay, cool, we're on the same page. Yeah, I've had some discussions with them um uh with in relation to other artists and they're they have a really incredible team and what they do offer bands is, is insanely fair and they treat their bands very well. Um, so on that aspect, I'm, I I think it's fucking awesome that you signed to them. Uh, and honestly being able to have the focus has got to be really nice because that's one of the reasons why we've stayed with solid state records all these years is because we're family and they take really good care of us. And essentially a label is a bank loan. Um, they are going to generate some ownership. They are going to, you know, have a piece of your pie, but essentially it's a bank loan for the most part. Um, so you want to make sure that you're getting the best loan possible and working with a bank that you really trust. 
Yeah, they were very uh, understanding of the fact, too, that obviously we're not rich or by any stretch of the imagination. I am the poorest person in the United States currently. Um, hey, aren't but, we all after this year? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but they were very understanding of the fact that like we had to come to an agreement that made sense or that we could just do it ourselves and keep you know doing the slow grind like we had been doing. And um, yeah, no, everything works out. They're super attentive. If I need something, it's pretty much taken care of or at least taken into consideration. And that's really all we wanted. So That's fantastic, man. I'm so happy to hear that. And uh, best of luck with the entire situation. I mean, the record has definitely had an impact this year. And you guys were what I would say one of the more mo- like most talked about um, new bands from this quarantine period. And certainly one of my favorites. Um, and it's got to be nice to just have some focus on your project and kind of get a little bit back from a year of really hard work. Like it sounds like from what we've discussed between yesterday's uh, not functioning episode and today's working one that you have written a shit ton of material in this time period. It ungodly amounts. It's like actually insane. And it's all like kind of coming out right now or happening right now. And it's, it's a lot. Well, that's great because also with you stating that you have more material kind of ready to go and that you're excited to release it, I want more material all the time. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, yeah, release a record, you know, every 10 years and make sure it's perfect. Like, You can't do that shit anymore unless you're like a legacy act. You know what I mean? You exactly. literally can't do that. I mean, not to have like the nah, boomer. Singles rule the world. Not to have like the fucking boomer like, oh, it's the attention span of the new generation fucking you know attitude about it but it's just kind of true we just have so much media and so much saturation that if, if you sit oh, yeah. on your hands like you're you're gone 100 percent. and i've heard a lot of bands you know even note themselves that they took this year off and didn't do shit and my thought process with that the whole time was just Good luck. Like I doubled down. I, you know, I was like, no, I'm going to do everything I can to still have any form of attention and make people still care about the band because I want to still connect as much as possible. And I don't want to lose this because of something that I can't control. So, you know, to utilize that time so incredibly well is just fucking badass. So congratulations on it, dude. I Um, appreciate that. Yeah, it was definitely a lot. Yeah, it sounds kind of shitty to have to write like a billion songs, but you said yesterday, like, so you produce, you were actually like recording, producing shit while yeah. you're home? Yeah, it's for the most part what I do, um, for better or worse, you know? Do you record more like rock style bands that you do, or do you do metalcore stuff since that's what you come from? Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, most of my clientele is either hardcore or like primitive death metal. I don't do a whole lot of rock. Um, oh. That's what I. That's my, uh, when I listen to heavy music, I don't necessarily listen to um, modern metalcore. And it's not that I'm like too cool for anything. I check it out when it comes out. If it's sick, it sticks, you know? Um, But I like really gross, heavy genres of music. Like I I love extreme music. So if I can get something that pushes those boundaries and we can make something just really, uh, I don't even know. I hate to use the term raw. You know, someone's like, make it sound raw, but still heavy at the same time. It's like your fucking, it's like your worst nightmare to hear it, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of people who are attempting to do that. Um, 
And there's definitely like the Taylor Youngs of the world who are great producers at capturing that or like he's so Kurt fucking Blue sick, man. And shit like that. Like, yeah, like the stuff that Taylor puts out, even like when he puts out a guitar sim, it's like this is gonna be the most ignorant guitar sim you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> That's so tight. I love that. Yeah. Oh, um yeah. it's kinda same kind of same uh field a little bit. I mean, obviously Taylor is leaps and bounds better than I am. But um honestly, I started doing a lot of the stuff I do because of him i was just sitting there like damn i definitely wouldn't have done that before <laughs> unless i would have heard you do it so but that's how it goes man i mean everybody takes influence somewhere and we all have to retain more knowledge and able in order to do our job better right so exactly but, you know you have a goal of the stuff that you want to work on and you tend to work on so if you can you know find out any little tricks to make it better why the fuck not um i feel that it's like i would like to work on more <laughs> rock music but not in like a mixing sense or anything like that i fucking hate mixing actually uh okay so you just like like tracking and producing and it writing yeah okay mostly i mean i'd love to help more rock bands like write better melodies or you know just be more exciting um but i fucking when it comes to recording i want to do death metal or hardcore when it comes to writing rock music is you know bread and butter obviously that's sick well when so are you using like live amps and shit when you work with these bands too uh, generally, I'll, I'll take DIs, and then, you know, if they want to reamp, they'll reamp it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. That's when you cool. work with me, your songs change a lot, generally. So oh, better okay. not So better not to be stuck, you know? Well, isn't that a good thing when you're working with a producer in general, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think when I hear uh, either the success stories or the bad experiences with a producer, it's either that they were willing to let the producer do what the producer does or they weren't. And sometimes, just, sometimes yeah. the producer doesn't get it. You know, sometimes they don't get what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, but doubling down on what you just said, 100%. I, I agree. Yeah. So like, I guess your old band was kind of like a mix of, being in somewhat the metalcore world, but definitely a more begrudgingly heavy version of it, I guess. I don't know how you'd really describe Culture Killer, where you guys sat in the mix. Um, uh, but it was fucking weird. great. I appreciate that. It's super misguided. Um, no one knew where it sat. Um, so it could not be marketed. And very much was a spaghetti against the wall, fucking see if it sticks, like style. Where did you guys sign? I forget. Uh, Metal Blade. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was like pretty prime time Metal Blade. Yeah, right around when they signed Twitching Tongues and Harm's Way, too. So, I mean, obviously, when you have both of those bands signing at the same time, we're fucking small fish in a big pond, you know? Yeah. Is that why, you know, you guys feel like you just kind of, you know, figured it out for a while and then what happened with the band you guys just end up like letting it be move on finding different you know dude it was so fucking un- it was so fucking unorganized i quit touring with the band because i was having a terrible time on tour um which just dealing that with a lot happens of yeah <laughs> i yeah i was just not having a good fucking time like mentally even though i was with my homies i wanted to go home um all the time i was being a massive crybaby um so, but I was still like, yo, I'm gonna stay at home and write. Y'all can still tour. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, then had other members quit. You know, the singer at the time quit. I did the following EP on vocals, but we had a whole thing set up where um, one of our friends was supposed to take over 
they recorded some demos. We showed it to Metal Blade. They're like, whoa, this is a girl singing. And we're like, yeah. And Metal Blade's like, yo, they're like, you're going to be the biggest fucking band in the world. And I was like, that's, you know, let's do it. And then um, we did a small run of shows um, with me filling in on vocals while she prepared. And basically while we we're on that run, she said, hey, I can't do this. I told Metal Blade. Metal Blade was like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> so oh, no. that, that was the end of it. I mean, it was a mutual split. We weren't stuck with a bill. They weren't well, you know, cool. super pissed. There was no like blacklisting or anything crazy like that. Um, Andy Rice was our agent. Andy. Oh, my God. I apologize for that. Um, oh, I've hung out with Andy a couple times. Super nice. Oh, guy. you didn't hear the gigantic FaceTime call just come through. Oh, I did. Uh, okay. That's okay. All right. It happens. That's part of it. Sometimes you hear, you know, I live in Brooklyn, so I sometimes there's just like sirens and yelling people and Oh, do like you? That. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from upstate New York, but I moved to Brooklyn about two years ago uh, when my wife got a job here. Well, damn, I'm there every now and then. So, Oh, let me know, man. I'm very deep. I'm like out near Coney and, and Staten Island. Oh, sick. So, um, but hopefully not for that long. We would like to move once work is back to normal, getting a little bit more of a hipster spot, you know. Want to go buy like a mad expensive latte in the morning and shit. Yeah, who doesn't? Sometimes you got to be bougie. Absolutely. Um, just to uh, double down on the culture killer thing real fast. Um, yeah, Andy quit booking. Um, I love Andy Rice. I do remember that. He was booking Old Wounds at the time. Yeah, same time as us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Andy's a super cool guy. He he works in uh, Portland. Yeah. I'm going to talk yeah. to him forever. I should probably text him. But um, yeah, it went super well really all the opportunity and good things that happened to our band like were because of uh andy rice and alex wade alex wade from Whitechapel. yeah he's the reason we got signed and shit he heard a song we put out and he he messaged me and was like yo i'm sending this to metal blade and so me hearing that a thousand fucking times like yeah sure bud and then we're signing a contract like two weeks later god damn that's awesome yeah alex put on for the team for sure I toured with Whitechapel once for like two weeks. Didn't talk to Alex a lot, but when I did, he was very nice. Just I was very intimidated by that band when I toured with them. I liked them too much. We went out with them too before our record came mm. out, and I didn't go, and we sucked. Like the band in general was just not gelling yet, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Where, should, where should this happen? And Alex texted you, and he was like, Your band sucks, bro. <laughs> not in those words, but he was like, he was like, man, they're out here really trying. And I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he texted me. He was like, yeah, you should really, he's like, you should really be here. I was like, what the fuck? What does that mean, man? No, that's cool. Do any of the people from that play in Moodering? Um, no, but we play in other bands together and we are all still friends and so they're all very tattooed and handsome. Yeah. Um, people in your current rock band. I've never really seen what Culture Killer looks like. They're all everyone in Moodering is a foot taller than me. It sucks. Well, that's I'm well I'm used to that shit, man. I'm five seven, so you know I know that club, man. Oh yeah, they'd like to they'd like to say I'm five seven because they think it's funny, but you know what? Fuck them though. You know they need you regardless. They could be like, hey, I'm taller than you. You you could be like, you singing these songs? You write them? What what about that bitch? So (laughs) I mean, yeah. to be Suck fair, it, they, bandmates. <laughs> to be fair, they both, you know, most of them could write it and sing them. So they're all extremely Nah, talented. dude, we're fucking playing like they can. Fuck them. 
I'm gonna get a novel if I. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said what? You said Dude, what? Dude, it's short okay. Last episode, I was getting a band to fight another band, so maybe the goal of this episode is to get a band to fight itself. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, they look kind of skinny though. If you could scrap, take, you could get them. Kick them in I, the knees. I could definitely take two out of the three of them for sure. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, Cowan, he looks like he'd get mad and hit, hit somebody. With he's the only person. one I wouldn't fight, especially if he's sober. Um, yeah. Super. No, he's Cowan? a big dude. I, I've toured with him. Uh, Warp tour, like maybe like 17 or something like that. Uh, I did not interact with him very much, but I've always heard nice things about him. Um, he's definitely had a lot of mutual friends like the Siler dudes have toured with them a ton and um, yeah, of course. So that's I'm, cool. It's interesting seeing him in a new project. I'm very envious of his saber. That music man he's playing in, I, what I, I think the newest video or maybe the one before it, that butterscotch saber is fucking sick. He, yeah, I think that's the first video because we have three now. I always forget just because we kind of did them, posted them. Mm. All right, see you later. You know? Okay. Um, He's got a lot of them. He has some very beautiful music bands. That guy has played some, some of the best. It's pretty cool. Cause it, you know, I think as a former music man guy, I, uh, which still very much in love with the company still with Ernie ball. They're the best. Love them. But every time I'm going to build stuff, you just have to look at like his, you got to look at like the dude from neck deep or the dude from story so far and be like, okay, what did they do? Okay. I can't do that. Can't do this. I gotta like, Find out something, you know, a color that ha- nobody's There's only done so yet. many options, too. You know? Yeah. And then sometimes you pick a color in 2015, and then two years later, they put it out as a production color. Then you're like, hey, this should be the Tuggy Sig. This and is like, super funny Never. you're saying this right now. Um, yeah. These are facts. I know these for facts. Everyone knows it for facts. Have you ever seen my green base? You can see that shit everywhere now. It's yeah. badass. There's a um, there's a reverse headstock um, model and with a a specific color that was you know sent and oh we can't do that and then it came out as someone else's signature almost immediately afterwards with Music Man yeah oh no shit yeah it's awesome yeah that's super sick was that something that Cowan built nah, I don't know oh okay yeah well know. that's cool I love him though but yeah shit happens go get go uh, build something nobody else has built I guess or try yeah we'll for sure. Out. Somebody. I don't. I don't play any ball. Reverse headstock, though. That'd be tight. Yeah, you're a Fender guy, um, right? I played, uh, technically, I'm with ESP right now. Oh, okay, um, cool. That's awesome. But you know, it's one of those things where it's they're not sending me shit until like we do. We we do more. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. Um, uh, Fender is definitely my company, though. I've got a. Um, it's funny. Both my guitars I have right now, I got off uh, Neil Westfall, and oh. one is a. a like this, like green jazz master I got off him, and then, and then this baritone viper I got from him literally last week. He probably has too many. Ooh, baritone viper! You got yeah. a baritone viper? Hell yeah! Wow, what color? It's just matte black. <sighs> I want one of those so bad. I would yeah. play a viper bass all day. I I want to look like fucking bleeding through. Play the viper bass. Do spin kicks. Look like a bad motherfucker. That's the move. Yeah, I played Vipers growing up. Obviously, you know, with being in bands when I was younger, and I saw it, and I'd never even considered it until it was in front of my face. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, let me buy that off you right now." And yeah. He just, he just sighed and was like, "I guess." 
So well, you didn't have to. So Neil from A Day to Remembers, what you know, you didn't have to send it to him, but you could have, you could have kept it, but you did. You sold it. Now you get to have it. That's a beautiful thing. Um, we've only had a couple interactions with him over the years, but he's been incredibly kind to our band. He's the shit, well. man. He's one of the nicest I've, people in the entire world. He's like honestly too nice. There's so that's m- what there's, people say. There's too many times he should have been like, "Yo, Hunter, fuck off," but he was just nice to me instead. Well, if he just sold you that, I mean, because also that's like a pretty hard guitar to find and to find in good shape. Um, it's, it's beast mode. Yeah, it's the shit. God damn it. All right. Well, are you going to play it in Mood Ring? Uh, maybe. What tuning do you play in? A couple different ones. Um, okay. That whole EP is, besides the last song we just put out, is drop A sharp and then empty me out is drop A. But the collection of songs we just recorded uh-huh. are like drop A and da- the lowest we get is a G. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Fit does A sharp for a lot of stuff and then like F above A sharp. Um, that makes sense too. But that's really sick. Um, makes sense why it hits the way it does. I love drop tunings for rock music. The way that it feels, especially when you can just drive some chords <laughs> and it will shake a whole room and it just Yeah, feels- for sure. We do a lot of uh layering like a octave below in as well, you know, like blending at like twenty five percent or something and that's so so there's always that octave below, like when it actually needs to be there. Keeps it real stony. Um, yeah, it smokes weed for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, your band definitely smokes weed. Um, even if you don't smoke weed, your band smokes weed. Um, I don't even know if anyone does anymore, actually. You know, everybody gets to that place except for me. You know, I'm still over here being a monster pothead. But I want I want to smoke weed so bad, but I just know that I'm gonna freak out. It's me a bad time, and then that's the point, right? Yeah. You know, who needs to? I did it Obviously. for you know twelve years straight. So yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about about there. Um, the, u- the universe took it away, unfortunately. Hey, that's okay. I mean, this th- like we discussed yesterday. This year was my um, first time experiencing like any form of uh, real anxiety or depression versus what I uh, thought I understood it as. And I definitely had a few times where I'm like, okay, I feel like shit. Like I'm gonna smoke some pot, and then I smoke, and then I'm like, wait, what has happened? These feelings are amplified. This is not good. This is the reverse effect. Uh, and, you know, I think this year was just so difficult that uh, no matter what, you couldn't escape it. Um, oh, yeah. No. Even if you masked it enough that you thought you did, you didn't. I was drinking so much at the start of it, like literally so much. And yeah. I just felt my organs like giving up. And then I just, I'm still drinking now, but like, hardly you know yeah um it's okay but i was just what do you mean i I can't tour i can't do anything my clients are scared to come over it's like what what else do i have to do besides sit at the house and drink so yeah that luckily uh drinking's just never been my bag like i've never really been dude it sucks and it's hard uh but i also just get real tipsy real quick nowadays um, but that's the only thing that still is lingering for me, um, where if I drink, which I definitely like did throughout the year, uh, you know, generally just like weekends and shit, but like, it still is fucking with my head when I drink, I'm thinking about things I don't want to think about. So it's interesting uh, trying next- to avoid it a little bit. 
The um, next day after you drink a lot is always the worst, especially if you do it yeah. to like try to mask something. And the next day you're, you just sit there thinking, damn, I'm so much more depressed than I was. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, I'm glad to be, I'm glad you're, you know, feeling better. And I, you know, I'm glad I'm also feeling better myself and not, not doing it. I don't, yeah. Eh, don't need I mean, to. I have no tolerance anymore. So, I mean, last night I had a few drinks and I was freaking, yeah. I was having fun. Hell yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at now. I can legit drink like three seltzers and I'm like, ooh. I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, I was definitely I was, yeah. definitely I was definitely off the truly last night. So Oh, for sure. My wife's gluten free, so it's either that, Tito's or you know, tequila. Uh, you know. Damn, that's literally exactly my palate of alcohol. Yeah. Oh, it's a good palate. It's tasty stuff. It is. I love it. And low calorie. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to lose weight right now, so Dude, everybody put on some COVID pounds. Like that's just you know, inevitable. I know I definitely did. Why well, I, I went weird. I lost a bunch of weight by doing intermittent fasting and then I gained I yeah. I lost like twelve pounds and then I gained like eighteen pounds and then now I'm like here. I gained like forty. No shit. Yeah. See it it happens, man, when you're just sitting and eating and shit, but it also, also like way happy, way happier than I used to be too. So it's, I don't know. Ain't that what's important? It's time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And everything like weight is relative to how you feel. Um, I think that people put way too much emphasis on something like that. When, as long as you're comfortable with yourself and you're happy when you look at yourself, that's, that's really all that should matter. Cause oh, I, I hate it. I, I got to get rid of it. Yeah, well, when you hit tour, it'll happen when you're running around and shit. I guess you can't run around too much. You got a lot to do while you're on stage. I don't think so. The rest of the year, I don't think I'm going to play guitar, actually, um, live. Uh I I think I'm just going to focus on fucking hitting the notes and not sounding like shit. No shit. Are you going to have a reamp or are you guys going to have another member? We're going to have someone play with us for sure. That's cool as fuck. Okay. even I'm when interested. I do play guitar live, I still want to have the other guy because if I don't want to do it, then I don't have to. You know what I mean? Oh, it would look badass too. Exactly. If you came on and off with it and played it sometimes and then didn't play it other times. Yeah, just another thing to get compared to, you know, Chino. So, dude, whatever, man. Like, I don't really think out of the bands that have a little bit of Deftones influence, I don't think your band is like. I can tell they've listened to one song when they hear that, or yeah. they just, or they saw the tattoo and they went, "Oh, that's it." Nah, it's dumb. Why you have a Deftones tattoo? Yeah, on my fucking face. Oh, I don't know. I've never yeah. been a big Deftones guy. I like, I like the band. Totally um, get it. But I've just like they were not. I listened to like Thursday and Glassjaw and shit. I was like mad screamo. I never went. I never listened to Slipknot and Corn when I was younger. I never oh, got into, you know di- got into Deftones. I was just like someone one day was like, "Here's Sasha," and then I said, "That's Screamo. I like it." And then I listened to Screamo from the time I was like twelve till now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I was super in the new metal as a kid. I mean, it was just the bad kids in the neighborhood I wanted to hang out with were just listening to that, and I wanted to as well. And it was yeah. really heavy, so that's how it started. See, I was not a bad kid at all. Like, I didn't even, like, smoke a cigarette or weed or drink. Like, I had, like, one beer in high school. I got Crazy. drunk. The last, when I gra- had my, the graduation party, or the week before my graduation, I got drunk for the first time. 
I was, yeah, yeah I, was, I was really bad. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's all, I, I was scared. I didn't, my dad's real buff. Like I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. This isn't going to work out for me, but I just didn't, I wasn't interested in that shit when I was younger. Um, but, and not, not like I'm like a bad kid now. I'm just a pothead. I'm also 32, so doesn't Fair qualify. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed to do whatever you want. I could do whatever I want. Um, yeah. yeah, well, that's, you know, the funny reverse of it, too, is when you're older, you're like, so mom and dad, you know, smoke some weed? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, remember all the time you took it? That's funny. <laughs> um, but... What were we even talking about before somehow I got on a random tangent about getting high with my parents? Uh, <laughs> um, playing guitar live or not. Yes. Um, I think that it's a fantastic mix. Don't really see the comparison with Deftones. You want to know who I do think your voice reminds me of, though? Just I'd love to. Landon from The Pot and You, but primarily on his solo material. I hear that every now and then, but I'm not very familiar, honestly. Yeah, he's sick. Super nice dude and amazing singer. Um the stuff he can pull off is remarkable is he has some moments like plot and you kind of touches these like prints of metalcore moments and it's cool. Um, That's sick. but his solo material is real interesting as well. It gets, goes all over the place if you ever get bored. Um, but yeah, your, your voices are, are kind of, kind of similar in a, in a very nice way, nice complimentary way. That's cool. I appreciate it. I hate my voice more than anything, and I wish literally anyone else in the world sang for this band. Nah, dude. You don't hate it. It's great. I, oh, I really do. But well, why? Dude, God bless our engineer slash producer, Austin, who just worked with us literally the last two months straight, like every single day. Um, it just me having a mental breakdown every day, just hating the way I sounded. And he persevered and never once got mad at me and i cannot believe it is it just when you hear like you'll sing something correctly but when you rehear the way that your voice is saying it you don't like it yeah i mean i don't i don't know it's just to me it's just never quite good enough and i've got a tendency to overwork stuff for sure yeah i think that's it happens for sure and i you know I think every singer battles it a little bit where they either just keep wanting more out of themselves or just it's it's, it's hard to get over studio moments like that. Um, we definitely hit this wall with it. And um, I would just ask him, like, is it good? He's like, yeah, you sound great. And the energy is there. <laughs> I just say, are you sure? And he goes, yes. So um, he definitely got me through it. Well, that's definitely what you need something... a producer that will just be forceful about it at some point and be like, no, like this is the take. Like you don't need to. Yeah, for know. sure. If, if I was tracking it myself, I'd, I'd still be here sitting it, you know, I'd sing, be singing it every single day. Yeah. Nah, see, like that's such an interesting thing to think about because I think that people who have that perspective can get really great art out of themselves because it takes something really fantastic for them to settle versus someone like myself who, when I hear myself singing, I love it. I'm super vain. I think oh, it's hell awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm I like, do anything for that. Dude. Um, but it, <laughs> it's such a weird, um, a weird thing to say, but I definitely, I can't be here and be like, yeah, dude, I hate my voice as well. It's like, no, I, I really enjoy it. Like I can take like a phone like voice memo of me playing acoustic guitar and I'm like awesome. 
Yeah, uh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's but I like I said, I think that maybe that's why you're able to achieve such a fantastic quality of music, though, is you're pushing yourself to, you know, maybe sometimes an unhealthy level or like a I shouldn't say unhealthy level, what is healthy when it comes to creating music or art, right? But like pushing yourself to a level beyond someone who's really into themselves and is just like, no, dude, I sound good all the fucking time. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? That confidence is definitely such a double-edged sword, too, because with our band, I definitely want stuff to come off like with the proper energy for the part. So, for instance, if I'm really struggling to get a take or I hate the way it sounds and it's like, a really desolate or desperate part in the song, like it's going to translate like that. I'm just fucking over it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's cool too. Yeah. And you also use such a range on the stuff. Um, Our songs are literally impossible to sing live. Impossible. Well, you know, I mean, you can use like layers with tracks. You can have members sing as well. Yeah. Um, We have to do all of the above. Basically. Does anyone else in the band sing? Yeah. uh, Two of them. Sick. That's awesome. Our guitar Sean is definitely a better singer than I am, but I have a lot more range than he does. So. Okay. That's sick. Well, it shows. I mean, I really like one thing I was surprised by, I guess, were the, were the screaming moments um, where they're used, like, not super in your face, but they're still very impactful. And I like the way that they were placed in the mix. It's very tasteful. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's more screaming on the some of the newer stuff, but um, only when it's necessary, you know? Yeah. And That's when I, it's good. And if we were just fucking, like, sending it, you know, then I was just going to send it with the rest of the guys, you know? Yeah. So. Ooh, I want to hear new stuff. How long do we have to wait? Long time? Ooh, yeah. That sucks. They do. I don't want to wait a long time. Um, Dropping... Us dropping more music right now just makes literally no sense. No sense at all. There's going to be so many people who are just hearing about your band every day for the next while. Like I said, too, as much as I'm over the EP, I'm still glad we get a chance to have somewhat of a cycle with it. And it's still so good. Didn't Salem do the artwork for the the original? Yeah, for the first one, yeah, Salem did it. That's sick. Go Salem. We've known them for a very, very, very long time. People listening, go listen to Exquisite Dolaire. Otherwise, you're a stupid punk bitch. Band is uh, awesome. Yeah, they're fantastic. Just too fucking good. Um, I sent it, it around a bit. Yeah, I, like we talked about yesterday, thank you for... I guess before we had really spoke, I heard of a very generous thing that you did by showing Lex to um, someone that I have very much looked up to and... and uh, in the music industry over the years. So it was very nice of you. And that was definitely part of it. I was like, dude, I, my dream chat. job is literally to be an A&R and sign good bands. So when I see something that needs, you know, that push or might get overlooked in the sea of, you know, monotony, I definitely am going to take it and show it to someone who put it might, you know, stick with. So. Absolutely. And I think that you showed it to someone who really understands what it's like for a band to have to grow over time and not mm-hmm. like you want to put steroids into a band, right? Like you want them to have a strong team. You want them to have like great content. You want them to be on really good tours, but there's still a really important, important factor of having a fan base at home and having people that feel like they were with your band 
throughout an extended period of time. A great example of that even is like a My Chemical Romance, where well mm-hmm. before they were a massive band, they were a small band from New Jersey. You know, Fall Out Boy, a lot of these bands did the same thing. And that's what can lift a band up into that stratosphere of being the next big thing. And that's Isn't a statement weird? that's, you know, often not thought about in that sense, but that's why it's called the next big thing. You know right. something and then it's we had this in our counterculture and then this became mainstream. Isn't it weird now how with the more radio rock and, you know, Danny Wimmerfest and stuff like that, that there isn't really that grind anymore? You know, like you Yeah, it is very weird. Um because the, the crossover, it's almost like the longer that you do like small room stuff, the harder it is to break into that. And it's just yes. very obscure to me. Um I mean, shout out Dan Defonce, but I mean, I was, you know, I did Defonce tours for a very long time before he, you know, leveled the fuck up, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I grew up with that dude upstate. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, not necessarily grew up with, but I played a lot of Defonce shows in my youth and he uh, was always very helpful. But yeah, I get that. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I mean, my, like, my first actual tours were, you know, Dan taking a shot on it. So yeah. And, and you know, at first you're playing that that time, particularly you're playing smaller markets and it's certainly hard to break and but also i think that was a period in time where the internet was getting figured out where nowadays i tell bands all the time like sure play local shows like play within your you know tri-state area a little bit but you know we're not going to do anything that's not necessary and it's more important to put into the algorithm i miss a i kind of miss it's a it's i do and i don't miss the you know go grind pay your dues you know back in the day it was holy fucking shit, this band toured six months a year for three fucking years. And now, if someone sees that, they go, well, what did it do? Yeah. You know? So Yeah, it's a really weird reverse thing. Um, (laughs) Because it is, I definitely, I I was in that part of life too, where even my my band that we were trying to make it and got talked to a couple labels and stuff like that. Like, we, we did a showcase for like Roadrunner and shit, but... We followed Warp Tour for like 15 days playing acoustic sets in the Keep Abreast tent and like selling dollar download cards to try to get to the next day and, you know, doing weekenders in an SUV with a U-Haul attached and all that kind of stuff that bands aren't doing anymore. And I think they just miss out on a lot of the great memories. Um, you know, those were some of my favorite moments uh, leading up to, and I think what got me prepared to do my job well. Um, I don't know. Those are the best times. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that I went through all that stuff and, you know, just the misery, but also the best <laughs> times of my entire life. You know, it's, yeah. it, if I was in the position of trying to do moodering now without that, I just, I can't even imagine not having that experience, you know? Well, it certainly helped, um, I'm, I'm sure, a lot to have all of this experience. You've toured a lot. You've put out records. You've worked with other labels, A&Rs, booking agents, all of these types of people. And now you have the knowledge amassed that allows you to do this project as best as possible. You I'll know? Be, and, yeah, complete transparency. I've fucked every single opportunity I've ever had you know, for one reason or another and didn't do like what I could have done with it. And moodering is finally me going, Holy shit. I did all of this wrong. Let me do it right this time. That's part of the, of youth, right? You know what I mean? Like we've all done stupid shit. We've all done 
stuff that we regret or be like, man, I could have done this better. If I would have handled this better, this could have worked out. And then eventually you're like, oh, maybe that thing all actually did happen for a reason. And I'm capable of, I don't know. It's, it's funny like that. Like even the dude that, you know, the reason why my old band that almost got signed broke up was one dude quit. And then I like flipped out on it. But then that dude's ended up being the, the guy that introduced me to fit. And I was like, oh, you, you changed Damn, my life. You never, you, you never know. know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, he's shout out Chris Aiken. He's a really fucking nice guy. Anybody that's ever toured with that, he's the tour you, manager. Like sworn in. Like Clay. Retired. Yeah, Clay. That's my uh, boy. <laughs> what up, Clay? I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen a talk to that homie in a while, but I definitely know him. Yeah, we were in a band together. We grew up in the same area, and one night I met. So your business show. partner Jeff is Jeff Minig. Yes, sir. Oh, it all clicked. Okay. Yeah, Jeff's one of my best friends on planet Earth. We've we grew up in the same small town, and. I was playing his shows since I was like 15 and, you know, he managed the bands that I was in and stuff like that. And me and Chris were really good friends. One night I'm at the loft with the both of them and I got a call and got kicked out of my band because supposedly I was too much to handle, even though they were a bunch of fucking monsters. And then I, uh, Chris was like, well, do you want to just do a band with me? And I was like, yeah. And we did. And he's one of my best friends. He was just at my wedding, and so was Jeff. That's uh, awesome. Also, congratulations. Thank you, man. Um, it was fantastic. My wife is hot, and I love her, and I'm glad she's my wife. <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sick. You know, like that's uh, it's pretty cool being married. I would like to say it's like, man, it's man, it's the same shit. But like, you know, now she's like mine until or I. That came out wrong. It's not Easy. mine. You know what I mean. Yeah, we're going to be careful here. How, how I say this, she'll listen to this episode eventually and then be like, what the fuck did you say? I'm what? No, I say some fuck shit sometimes. Well, only when she's here. That's my rule. If she's in the room and she's looking at me, I can pull some like Danny DeVito. It's always sunny shit on her or something. For sure. But not when she's out of the room. It doesn't feel as cool. But uh, yeah, she's sick and she's hot and she's my wife. But yeah, Clay's my man. I love that dude. Um, he lives like thirty minutes from me. And my uh, yeah, best friends were working for Swarnham for a while. So and we, an old band of mine, played a lot of shows with them. Um, oh, what were you in before Culture Killer? I, I sang in this band called Silence. And um, Silence. Our drummer Truck was driving them and TM them. Like, oh, you know, I know him. Yeah, yeah, he's in prison. Yeah, it's my best friend. Oh no shit. Or He's one, a fantastic human. Yeah, I I really like that dude. I've uh done some runs with him before like warp tour and stuff and he was always really really kind. Truck is a shit. Um Prison was also been. a great band. Yeah, Austin uh, is the one who produced the record with me. Oh, is he one of the I only know um Johnny and Truck. He's a guitarist like writes all this shit. Oh, okay, cool. That's sick. It is time for the mid roll. Do you want to work with your favorite artist? Maybe a vocalist for a sick feature like Jay Webster from Unity TX, Shane Told from Silverstein, maybe Telly from The Word Alive, or the incredible Ryan Kirby from Fit for the Kings. Need some extra shred on that song that you've been writing? Maybe you want Nick Nocturnal from Termina, Dan Sugarman from Ice Nine Kills, Lee from Born of Osiris. Maybe you even want Dan or Bobby from Fit for the Kings. Oh my gosh. Maybe you're looking for live or MIDI drums to complete that record that you've been working on. Maybe you need someone like Tanner Wayne from In Flames, Austin Archie from Lorna Shore or my very beefy Jared from 
fit for the kings for the final time. You can go to FeatureDex.com and share your music with some of the best in the scene. It takes just a few minutes, and you may get to collaborate with your favorite artist. We have now also added graphic designers, photographers, and videographers. You can find someone great to work with in your region or go work with the very best. You know, there's quite a few designers that we've used there. Uh, ourselves, so you should do it too. Don't be stupid. Okay, go check it out right now. FeatureDex.com. Go create the ultimate song. All right, Mother Tuckers, this week's mid-roll mosh is In Memoriam by D.O.G. I don't know what the fuck the band's name stands for, but it's Hunter's other project, and I think it's really fucking good. This band is a perfect blend of screamo and early metal chords. It's got the panic chords. It's got the emotional vocals. It's got the sick screamo. I love it. Um, I think they, I think it's really fun, good, and it's interesting. Um, they all just come from a bunch of different projects, so it's a really, really um, interesting amalgamation of styles and sounds. Hunter plays guitar in this one, and I thought it would be cool to showcase the, his, uh, his other side. The vocalist Dom also sings in a fantastic New York band called Bad Luck, who I've been listening to all morning, and I think it's fucking awesome. If you like early, brand new, or like the movie life. You will very much enjoy it. So here we go, In Memoriam by D.O.G. Prison is going to fight Mood Ring, and you and Truck have to fight to death because you're friends. Yeah, we've almost fought before. And, you know, that happens with friends as well. I sat 
I came to the conclusion we were both really drunk in my old backyard. And you might know uh, Greg, too. His, uh, he's another one of our good friends. Big boy. Drives for a bunch of bands. He does uh, intervals, thy art. I guarantee um, if I saw him, I would probably. But... We've all been friends for a super long time. Grew up in the same town. You know, still work together. Still kick it. And Tyler and I got way too drunk one day. Um, ended up in my backyard just screaming at each other and Greg's like, Greg's like, Oh my God, I can't, you know, he didn't want it to happen, but also I could tell he was like, Oh damn, they're about to fight. And then I came to the conclusion. I was like, damn, if truck beats my ass, then I got my ass beat by truck. And if I beat his ass, everyone's just going to fucking hate me. So what's the point of this? Yeah, that would not so, be fun. And then we didn't do it. So and you guys don't fight. His friends don't fight. Yeah. dude, know? I'm way too old to be fighting. That's fucking ridiculous at this point. Oh, yeah. I, you know, even in regards to, like moshing or any of that kind of hoot nanny, like the second that I started paying for my own health insurance, I was like, absolutely not. I moshed one time to Left Behind because they were opening our tour and it was the last day and I rolled my ankle and I was like, motherfucker. Like, you know, I tried to do some cool, like, fucking coming in here cartwheel ass looking thing. Like, look at me, I'm a ninja. Roll my <laughs> fucking ankle for the billionth fucking time. And then I, I had to, like, not look like a bitch. So I still, like, sang along, whatever, did the thing. And I was like, ow. This hurts. The last time I moshed was there's this band from Jacksonville that I've worked with. And they're really fucking sick. They're called Rhythm of Fear. They're like a thrash Ooh. slash crossover band. Um, That's cool. They fucking rip. I'm pretty sure they have some big shit happening behind the scenes right now. Um, Rhythm of Fear? Yeah, they were fucking rule. Um, sick. But, yeah, they covered Angel of Death at this show I was promoting. And I fucking... You know, it happened. So, ooh, good. Well, you know, sometimes it has to happen. But I don't think I would mosh for any. You know, it'd have to be like something old at this point. Yeah. No, like if I was going to Furnace Fest, the first. Oh two yeah. Days, oh yeah. You know, I would do that. I would mosh at one of those days. But like the day that I play, the the stuff I'm most excited to watch is like the Get Up Kids and Piebald and shit. <laughs> so I'm be like, I will be stoned somewhere. Singing to the Get Up Kids. Don't I want to go. Me. Yeah, you got to go. It's great. It's going to be like the most fun weekend ever, except for I only get to go to one day. Every time I think I understand what stupid is, some other fucking stupid asshole goes and does something even dumber. I just literally don't care what anyone does. Right? I Dude, don't care. Thank you. I truly don't either. It's pretty awesome. I spent so much of my life just being upset for no fucking reason. And. I started going to therapy and my therapist literally said, why? And I went, I, I don't know. She said, stop. And I said, okay. You know? <laughs> so Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people do overdramatize things or make life hard for themselves when their perspective, when their situation isn't as bad as their perspective. I'm not yeah. anyone that I'm not like here to tell anyone like how to feel or what to think or anything like that. It's just, if I just spent so much time like worrying about, everything else that I can't personally change. I'm, I'm miserable, you know? Yeah. So I, I, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're, uh, are able to kind of see that for yourself and took a really, really long time. And I was a miserable human being constantly. It's a beautiful thing. Dude, seriously. Well, I need to get back when you get one. a good one, a good therapist, someone that actually is trying to help you and not just, I did, uh, I did 10 weeks of hypnotherapy, um, oh. before, before, like the Pokemon? The yeah, like Hypno. Hypno, the Pokemon, came and did the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Hypnosis is actually not like that, where 
there's nothing dangling in front of your face and you're getting very sleepy. You do go into a trance though. That is not a lie. Um, but you're still like, yeah, what, what, what happened? The, so obviously I was a skeptic too, but my mom was telling me to do it. And my mom was trying to work out a bunch of stuff from her past. And I noticed a large change in her attitude and the way she was acting. And I, you know, if she listened, my grandma stopped smoking cigarettes because of hypnosis. Literally, man. Um, You know, I had a really back and forth relationship with my mom for a long time. And I just saw her attitude was entirely different. And I said, okay, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to try this because clearly something's happening. And I did. And uh, it was weird. So the, the key to working on, uh, like hypnosis is focuses on your subconscious and that's where your anxiety is. And that's where all that tension is, is in your subconscious. You don't, there's no fucking human being in the world who sits there and goes, anxiety go, you know, it's like, it's something yeah. festering in your, in your subconscious. And uh, yeah, I started going and basically they tell you like a, how to position your body, like in like a chair, or like a couch or something. And you just get as comfortable as fuck. And they start talking to you about stuff and you just have your eyes closed and, you know, they snap, you know, and you have to like twitch your leg. If like you hear this, I'm doing a terrible job at fucking explaining this. No, it's okay. I, I think I'm picking up on it. You go to sleep. You kind of go to sleep. Like you're not quite asleep, but you're just like literally trance, like almost there. You know, like when you're like low key having a dream, but you're not all the way asleep. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, And you can still hear the person and they focus on specific time or, you mm. know, what made you feel like this? Why is your worldview this way? Or like, you know, what is this trauma? And essentially they pull it out of you and you leave. And sometimes you feel like, damn, that did nothing. And then throughout the next like few days, you're kind of unpacking it mentally. Like, Oh fuck. You know, unpeeling the onion. Yeah, literally it's, it's definitely crazy. I'll tell you this. It's too fucking expensive. Well, isn't it? You know, all of that is, it's, it's sad how that shit is crazy expensive. Really? How much is hypnotherapy? Oh, it's like two hundred dollars a session. They want you to go twice. They want you to go twice a week. No, go do jujitsu. Yeah, literally. I mean, go get something. Your ass kicked instead. You'll feel great. Um, yeah, no. So I did that, and I've been doing talk therapy, and it's definitely. I just realized that's awesome. Know, my entire life, I was just so concerned about shit I could not change, and when I gave up, it it was like a brick coming off of me. Well, dude, that's that's fucking fantastic. Congratulations. It rules. I appreciate it. Yeah, feeling good is pretty tight, right? I'm not sitting here saying I'm fucking, you know, super happy or any of that. Like I still struggle with my own shit, but I also have tools now. And I try to explain to, you know, people close to my life that even if it doesn't just fucking miraculously cure you because nothing ever will, like at least you might get the tools to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think living in a reality where you think that you're going to be super or living with the expectation of thinking that you're you're going to be super happy every day is just everybody has hard days. Everybody has good days. You have medium days. You have, it all comes and goes. It's an ebb and flow. And you have to just, when you have your bad days, hopefully having those tools, having the perspective to be able to be like, you know what? I've had better ones. And hopefully tomorrow is one of them. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's just made my, I have a lot of, you know, peaks and valleys. It's made my lows a lot less low. Yeah. Um, and then when I am that low, instead of me making worse decisions and self-destructing worse, it just kind of removes me from the situation. Even if that means yeah. I can't fucking do this today and I go back to sleep, you know, if, or if I don't have the option to like just fucking walk away, deal with it later. It's generally the better idea to do. 
Yeah. So. And I think that everyone's got a little imbalance somewhere, you know, like mine wasn't like depression or anxiety, but mine was more like rage. I'm an angry little fuck. That's uh, sick. And that's where I definitely could use more uh, therapy and help. And I think that not like I'm not like out here doing crazy shit or whatever. But when I get mad, I get really mad. And luckily, I've gotten a lot better at it. Yoga helped a lot with that. Yeah, everyone suggests yoga to me. I mean, a, a lot. It's been I, it has been a, a wonderful tool. My buddy Woody years ago, he had started doing it, and I saw him doing. It. Now he's like this incredible yogi and really pushes it. But I I saw the way that it had just like. He was already a very positive, smart man, and it just elevated him in this place where I was like, "Man, I wanna, I wanna be like that because you are floating on sunshine, brother. Like that's fantastic, and yeah, it's man. really helped me tremendously. Um, just to be able to have something other than like smoking to take away my anger, um, <laughs> you know, just and because the times I'd blow up were on my band, and it's like. I can't be fucking yelling at them. Like I may want to sometimes, but this isn't like me being in my car and some asshole just cut me off. Like this isn't okay. And even those situations I'm trying to get better at just not flipping off the guy once a week because they fucking cut me off. I just hate it. (sighs) But why do I I drive in Brooklyn? Why do I do it? I do it. I I have no idea. I'm an idiot. That's why. My homie who lives in Brooklyn actually drives too. He he delivers uh, groceries for a living, and I I there's no way he's not literally on fire. Yeah, all the time. Tough. Yeah, I you know my thing was I already like to drive around anyway. But then when COVID happened, I was like, why am I gonna go on the subway? I got a car. You could the New York City was so dead. You could drive down Forty Second Street. You could drive down fucking Times Square. It ain't no straight up. I was there in uh. November of last oh, year. Oh, okay. And it was so fucking dead. Yeah, I was there for like five days and it was super dead. And I got to go to Duff's and they were only letting eight people in at a time. What? And it was so dope. Oh, that must have been really I got in trouble that night, actually. What'd you do? Drank too much? Uh, no, I was drinking outside of the bar and fucking oh. some cops rolled up in a smart car and said, you know, give me that shit. And then two um, months later, they were like, hey, you can only drink walking around outside. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what the fuck it was about. I honestly, it was because I spent the entire summer walking around with a margarita outside. Yeah, I don't really understand what you gotta happened. get a sandwich with it though. If they don't give you food, then it's wrong on the restaurant. But you're just allowed to walk around with booze now. That's so sick. I think Florida's the same way. I think Florida does, which this is really stupid. Uh, you can do. Uh, take out alcohol like you can hop in your car like with your marg and go oh isn't that wild that's pretty cool that's how it but yeah, the flip side of that you know i mean you shouldn't be drinking it while you drive people but you know yeah i mean crazy florida is so fucking desperate for tourism and all that other they shit that do whatever. yeah they're just like hey yeah you can uh you can drink and drive here now fuck it you guys got anacondas though right pythons or some shit we're not supposed to have anacondas but oh wait no, yeah, I think we have anacondas in the Everglades, but people release their big ass reticulated pythons, and they're uh, invasive. So I have snakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I like. I hated snakes. And I used then, to have like just like a gecko when I was a kid, but I like I like snakes and shit. I think they're cool. I've got two snakes and uh, a wild ass frog, Ooh. and yeah, he's fully aquatic. He's yeah. a African shit. 
Nah, he's uh, he's actually albino. What? Yeah, I can see his organs through his body. It's really gross, but super sick. That's fucking awesome. Like when I feed him worms, I can see the worms inside of him. You, when he's full of poop, can you see the poop? Yeah, I guess you could. I've never tried, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. You I'm fu- could literally I'm be like, "Hey, guy, you're full of shit." Eh. I have I have them and a sphinx. Like we don't have any animals with hair. Right, you've been telling me you have this little kitten that's running amok in your house. She's actually asleep on the couch right now, not bothering me while I do this, because otherwise we probably wouldn't have been able to get it done. Yeah, I I kind of want one because my wife is allergic. Um, They're so sick. So I think it would be pretty cool. Do you have to clean the folds and shit, though? Like, you have to, we have to wash our cat like probably twice a week. Oh, that's not bad. We baths. We then we do Q-tips in the ears, and we clean her nails. I mean, she just has no way of really cleaning herself. She doesn't have fur, so she doesn't sit around licking herself all day. You know? Yeah. And she gets she gets greasy. Like she gets like this orange grease. Oh. She do be smelling like a ball sack most of the time. No shit. Yeah. Like. Hmm. She, she definitely ran by me the other day, and I, I smelled like I was on tour, like straight up. Oh wow! Yeah, and I interesting. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're hmm. kind of stinky, but you can obviously control that. Yeah, and just gotta clean it regularly. Yep, just keep the wipes on deck. There you go. Yeah, can you like Clorox wipe your cat with bleach? I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I love bleach. I love the smell. I love. I to do drink so it. much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. I drink bleach every day to build up my immunity against the COVID. Because if <sighs> you drink bleach, like they said. Then you get and you inject it, it kills it because that's what it's good for you. You should do it, guys. Everybody go drink bleach and purify your organs. I don't sign on this. Why not? If you just just take a little bit of bleach and a bunch of Kool Aid. What? what? Didn't, Didn't Trump actually like. He said some shit like that. It was a go, yeah. like, inject that, and then, like, if you take UV light and and you put it in your um in your genitals, then the UV light will make your Whoa. genitals glow in the dark <laughs> and all this cool stuff, because it was, you know, why not? My, I want... Fucking, I want to be, like, an anamorph. Oh, he's a how cool would that books. be? Right? You know, back when I knew how to read, I fucking loved him, too. The only thing I read now is subtitles and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I I am also a subtitle guy myself. So Yeah, I think they're awesome. Uh you you watch anime? Not really. Uh like I have been rewatching all the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I grew up on like Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, and like that I mean, classic kind of stuff. Yeah, like Gundam. Yu Hakusho is one of the best. Gun Gundam G, like all that kind of stuff. Like uh Toonami, you know. But, I mean, Toonami is such a huge cultural thing for a fucking reason. I mean, it really did. It oh, hit. yeah. It was the best. That, it was the best show it's that night, period. Like, when you got out of school, it was like, okay, I have the best fucking TV shows to watch for the next couple hours. Straight up. I yeah. I still love all that stuff. I mean, I build Gundams in my free time. and My sister, like, oh, had a uh, Shonen Jump uh, subscription, and my dad so draws and is, like, super into comic books and stuff. So, it was, like, I was lucky enough, like, I think it was before third grade Dragon Ball Z was just on in the morning before school. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I would watch it together before he went to work and before I went to school. And then Toonami started. And that really did, like you noted, like it started a whole wave and generation of people who grew up loving like anime and manga. 
Um, you know, it's it's funny because just like how now goth and alternative culture is super popular and kind of the norm and, you know, like the new pop punk wave of, yeah. you know, SoundCloud rappers and stuff like that. Obviously, like all of us got our asses kicked and made fun of for doing that as, you know. Oh, yeah. We walked so they could run for sure. Straight up. But same shit with anime. It's so fucking like normal now. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I, and dude, I mean, I I'm glad because I, I felt weird bringing my Yu-Gi-Oh deck to school. But I still did. Like, I knew it wasn't cool, but, like, what was I going to, like, shun my friends and not play Yu-Gi-Oh! with them while they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I go to a tournament with them after school, so why don't I do that? You know what I mean? And now, like, I'm 32, and there's more people doing this shit than ever, and I can post about it on Facebook, and fans will send me Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Which, fans, if you're listening to this show, you want to send me your fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! cards or sell them to me, you can. Get tuck the podcast at gmail.com. Send me a fucking email. Give me Yu-Gi-Oh. Hell yeah. Send them to the fucking shadow room. <laughs> I will. I will. You stupid fucks. Um, yeah, send me Gundams. I need to build more Gundams. Dude, honestly, so. it's a great thing to put out there that you like because I'm um, plugging right now. At yeah. Young. Send me Gundams. Dude, let's go. Let's go. Send him the Gundams. Because people will do it. There's someone out there that has a Gundam that they want to send you. But have uh, you ever been Bas- to Japan? Basis from Kane Hill was supposed to send me a big pe- care package. Uh, he hit me up. It's like, yo, you're building Gundams? Like, yeah, I love it. He goes, cool. I have way too many. So, Oh, that's sick. Um, they've been all over. Like, Elijah, the guitar player, is doing Pokemon real hard. Now For sure. Now been twitching and shit, which is Dude, sick. they're they're crushing it right now. They I, are um, a fantastic band. It's seriously. They're like another industry band. You know what I'm saying? Where... They mm-hmm. everyone in the industry is like, yeah, Kane Hill rules, and it's just watching their their ebb and flow has been really crazy. Yeah, I think they're, they're grinding super hard right now, though. Yeah, they're being smart. Like I had Wit on here a while ago, and we had a very candid conversation about you know the experiences that they've had with the industry and how they were put on really big tours really quick that don't help you garner any form of a fan base at a time when they did not have one and you know, big management and all that kind of stuff. And it's always going to be one of those things where you have the experience of, well, if we never tried it, would we ever, you know, always wondered if it would have made things better, but we did try it and it didn't necessarily work out the way we wanted to, but at least we're here. The reality is Kane Hill is still so young as a band that they have all the opportunity to still blow the fuck up. And what they've shown with stuff like power of the high and how well that performed on serious octane and these songs that have just gotten them, uh, so much more hype than ever. They did it by them fucking selves with their manager, a new manager. And it's fantastic. So yeah, that's true. I think them releasing singles and doing that, not that my opinion on Kane Hill is the one that matters, but them, everyone's um, opinion matters. I just sounded like uh, Ben Stiller from dodgeball, like, like Globo Jim. Dude. Fucking my yeah, like not like my opinion on it matters, but I think them dropping singles, feeding the algorithm, and isn't this bullshit? Like we have to do that now. Like we oh, have man. to, you have to feed the beast, feed the fucking beast. Like yep. here's some more singles. Um, yeah, but I think that's super smart, and I think that the way they're grinding now is super tight. I definitely know what you're talking about them doing huge tours out the gate. I remember the first time I heard them, I think they were going out with like Seven Dust or some shit, and um, one of those bands, yeah, you right. know, some. Me- very large band that also where every fan that goes there goes, I don't give a fuck about anyone else here. Standing like like they kind of like low key making their way to the front while they're playing, you know, before seven dust does, you know, that, that, wait, how many drinks can I have before seven dust plays my favorite song? 
Yeah. That's pretty so, much the, the rundown, I feel like. We're definitely, I'm not unaware that that is the world that my band falls into. And it's really fucking scary, but I am just going to do you everything think so? in my power. Yeah, I just know that, I mean, where else do we go? You know, it's very interesting. I like we're going to do small room tours. Don't get it twisted. I was talking to a manager yesterday who goes, so I gather that, you know, you don't want to do small cap rooms. I said, no, 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 no. I never said that. Like, please don't think I want the fucking the fast forward fast track because that can just send you into fucking obscurity so fast. You yeah. know, no, I, I don't want to do that. There are more. I want to do both. Yeah, there's there's a way. Um that's very interesting because you guys, I don't know. I mean, it's the same way, I guess, with some, a band like Loathe to some extent, except for, you know, sure, they have some heavier moments, but you're going to go just put them on tour with Deftones right away, or are you going to have them open some tours? Like, them opening Architects is far more advantageous at this point in their career. I completely agree. And this dude, I was talking, this dude I was talking to yesterday had the exact same scenario. Um, <laughs> Like literally down to the bands. Um, yeah. So they're doing that. And, but the thing is, is I'm down for, you know, come the new year, I'll, we'll go do small room tours. As long as it's with bands that make sense for us to go out with yes. or that we could gain new fans with. We're not going for no fucking reason. Yeah. I'd much rather stay at home and, you know, there's no point. Why go, you know, go so, yeah. to play good rooms and make fans and make money or don't do it. Exactly. I'm super down to go do those tours. And then when summer rolls around, we do the fucking, you know, the summer fest and from there on and so forth. So that way your band is developing a grassroots fan base and yeah. you're working on that radio rock cloud. Yeah. You guys would do very well on the Wimmer festivals and stuff like that. I do. Um, I already know what songs I play. <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought about it. Oh yeah. No, that would be fucking fantastic. Um, but you guys could open really interesting stuff too. I, it's we funny have, now seeing like angels and airwaves coming back out with stuff as of mm-hmm. the last like couple weeks. I'm like, that would actually be a really cool show. Um, super done. And I know what I play on that too. I mean, we have the stuff where it's like a heavy, say my band is, you know, opening for yours. I know what songs I play. We have heavy enough songs and the new material and the other material where it wouldn't be that weird. Yeah. Um, but also we could go on tour with citizen and I know yes. we have the songs to play that tour too. That would be a great tour. I love that band. Yeah, likewise. Um, I was super late on that band. Um, you know, when that their really popular album Youth, Youth came out, yeah. I didn't give a shit about it. And then everything after, I've been like, this is sick. Especially with uh, Ken Andrews mixing As You Please. I love Ken Andrews. I love Failure. So As I You Please is, really a, is a very underrated record. It's heavy. And yeah, is... And what's the one that sounds like uh, the devil and God and fucking Daisy and shit? Um, let me look. But the one before that that's got a uh, yellow love on it. Yes. Yeah. That one was a really cool record. But I, they're one of those bands that we did. I think it was Warp Tour 2015 with them. And I watched them every single day. They're awesome. Yeah, amazing band. Matt is too good, and he would whoop my ass. That is not a band I would challenge to a fight. Because that dude, I watched a fucking video of him fighting on his Instagram the other day. Some dude that's like a foot taller than him was like, I mean, you're still going to fuck him up. He did lose, but. He does He does like BJJ? Yeah, he does BJJ Muay Thai. Um, gotcha. And he's just a bad motherfucker. He is very, very inspiring to watch with that stuff. That is what I'm going to do again when I have 
money and get back to work is get back into martial arts. I grew up doing it. I want to do it bad too. I'm really scared of fucking my hands up at this <laughs> point in my life. Cause if I damage my hands, I'm done. You most likely won't. Um, I got little baby ass hands. You're only going to hurt your hands. If you are punching like hard things with your hands and like, not just that's been my mistake in the past when I was, you know, drunk and yeah. young and stupid, just fucking punch oh, the walk-in yeah. cooler and just peace piece you know like three fucking simultaneous boxers fractures stuff like that oh yeah yeah i've done it once or twice um and like even Every, like everyone's, i everyone's windmilled tired. and punched a, uh my guitar player in off-road he has this like 28 and 5 eighths warmoth neck on his telly and i accidentally punched that once i hurt like a motherfucker hands are pretty fragile but when you're doing you know, Muay Thai or BJJ, for the most part, you're sparring with people who aren't trying to fuck you up. You're both trying to learn. Um, and True. you're not doing so much striking where you'll likely fuck up your hand. Um, but I think, you know, it's just something I haven't done in ages. And I would really love to. I think it would be. It's the best workout. And it's humbling. It's good to go get your ass kicked. Brings you down a peg or two every day, and everyone needs sometimes to. everybody. Yeah, I'd say everybody needs it. I, There's definitely, definitely people, people out there. Yeah. <laughs> so you could. I mean, yeah, you definitely met people too. You're like, man, I can just tell that person's never been beat up. Yep. Yeah. I've gotten fucking demolished before, you know. Oh yeah. So when you've taken like a real hit to the face before, or some shit like I've been KO'd and woke up like. Yeah, where's he at? <laughs> you know, so. that happened to me once in a mosh pit, just getting donkey kicked by some asshole. Um, who, I shouldn't say asshole. He was actually very nice and came and checked on me afterwards. But yeah, we we're all just pitting and fucking donkey kicks me in the face. I just went backwards, blacked out, walked up, tried to like night night keep moving, and then everyone was like, "Oh no, dude, you're done. Blood's just gushing." Like you're but, wobbly, wobbly legs. Hence why I do not mosh anymore. Because I don't want to go to the hospital. That's not fun. I don't want to tell my mom that I broke my nose. Yeah, I just I'm good on looking stupid at this point in my life. You know, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think I may like pick up some wigs or something and try to like enhance my look, but I don't think I'm trying to do it with like broken bones or anything like that. That doesn't sound I, very fun. I dig the wig idea, dude. Right? If I glued some shit on my head while I'm playing, I think it would be pretty rock and roll. Hell yeah! I want to shave mine again really bad. No, you have gray hair. Why would you do it? I'm just sick. Of I it. guess I'd have to see you without hair too. To you judge. can scroll my Instagram. It's there's lots of bald hunter. I just like your. You have a very very nice look. It's, it's fun and it's interesting. I look like an anime villain. But isn't that kind of fucking sick though? Yeah, it's definitely tight. Um. Oh man, I just got a really fun question. <laughs> <laughs> texted what? to me i can't say it on the air brother oh, um, <laughs> you know just took going off some of the topics that we were talking about earlier like who's vaxxed who's not vaxxed and stuff which that's the funniest thing i want to come out with a master list that i put out on the internet of all the people i know who, in bands who are going to tour this year who aren't vaccinated then <laughs> that'll stir the fucking pot that'll be the best I thing I, whole, do. I think my whole band is honestly yeah you know i it, the, the boys, the, the boys want to tour. The way. You know, I, I like appreciate it. it. Yeah, I've got a head tattoo you would never see. So, well, you know, the thing that's cool about your band when it comes to touring too is it seems like for the most part, at least with Callan, like there's a lot of experience that comes with this band. 
And Dude, he's toured so fucking much. Because he was in for the Fallen Dreams previously as well. Facts, right? yeah. You know, and that lineup, because and what at the time it's like him, Andrew, Chad, and then Dylan as well. Mm-hmm. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's which, done Dylan and Chad, and he I think he I mean always obviously can't forget Jim. Jim has been the mainstay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, that lineup is just so goddamn strong. Um really fantastic. And then they got poached because then Andrew ended up joining ghost inside Cowan joined Attila. You want to know um, something funny? What? I got my first tattoo in their van when I was 16 in the, for the fallen dreams van. Yeah. Dylan Richter gave it to me and it's, it's God awful. Hilarious and awesome at the same time. I, I remember like right after it started, uh, like my conscious kicked in and went, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, he's one of those guys that looks like he just started like fucking taking HGH after he quits being screamo or whatever. There's a couple of them <laughs> fucking him, Ricky from fucking suffocate who now is a goddamn beefcake angel man. You know, who's uh, massive too? uh, Nick Arthur, dude, Nick Arthur is fucking huge too. I, I don't want to fight him. I love that guy. He is awesome. And I so can't sick. wait to see Molotov again. Like, so glad that that apparently that uh, it exists. What Molotov? Yeah, apparently it does. I yeah, I I think so. Right? Like I thought there was like they put out a song or something. Am I wrong? Or they? No, nah, he's the he's been doing features. Like he's been doing a lot of features again lately. But yeah. not you can speak. work with Nick Arthur on FeaturedX.com. Ah um, uh, yes. Go do it now, you stupid fuck. Um, you can you can work with me soon, and I'll just moan on your tracks. Dude, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, if you ever want to do it, let me know. Um, yeah, I'm down to moan on some tracks. That'd be pretty cool. I like trying to um, like work with my friends, and it's fun, and it works out pretty good, and people seem to like it. Um, so, yeah, if you're, we'll we'll do that. We'll have that chat off the air as well. But, um, yeah, Nick is fantastic. Okay, you're right. Molotov Solution is not technically back. Um, no, but uh, that material literally... Maybe I heard a rumor or something like that. I've know. been hearing forever that it exists. I actually messaged him on Instagram, and I said, uh, so... It exists, right? And he just wouldn't give me anything. So it def- so it does, you know? Okay. There we if go. If it didn't, he would have said no. I, you know, I just want it. I, I, I need it. He is one of the best. The Harbinger is so fucking good. Like, when I was a kid, I, def- I was like, I want to sound like that guy. Oh, dude. So many people. You know, everyone was, everyone was, you know, Mitch and, you know, Phil, but I was Nick. I literally, my old band silence, like, our earlier material is definitely just Molotov rip for sure. Out of those bands, I guess I never, I was never been very good at screaming. So I never tried to like necessarily sound like anybody, but I think my favorite out of them was Mitch at the time. Just Mitch is godlike. You know what I'm saying? He's larger than life. And I, there's that one Finn McKinty video where he's like, why Deathcore died. And it's like, well, their mascot died. And I went, damn, like you're so fucking right. Yeah. I mean, when you have, Someone that unique, someone that big, pass. It's definitely something that's hard to get over. Definitely. Um, One of my, uh, my, again, talking about my old band, Silence, we were, uh, had a relationship with Suicide Silence and it was, it hit like crazy. No shit, man. Well, yeah. God bless them. Like, I've spoken to Mark a bit and he's been really, really kind. And Mark's the I just shit love we- that fucking band. I think they're so fucking good still. I love Eddie. We've trimmed the weed at his house. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to yeah. I've grown weed once in my old apartment and uh, 
it was pretty fun. Like, or it was really fun. It was pretty good. It wasn't like great. I definitely would love to get to like do it for real and like try to do it. Yeah, become weed guy. I would love to be a weed guy. That'll, someday I definitely will. Like when Screamo is done for me and I have to transition and like, or no, if I just own a house, like I'm going to grow a lot of weed. Peep this, you ready? Here's a branding idea. THC for a king. Dude, honestly, that would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, and, and then just get weeded. Uh, you know, my my band is definitely a lot cooler with weed now than they used to be. I'm really the only... Are y'all a Christian band? Yeah, I mean, you know, Christian relative to what Christianity is in a modern society. Like, are you a Christian band or are you Christians in a band? You know, I would say we usually describe it as Christians in a band. Um, like that's the Christ because we don't we don't sing about it very often because there's so many things to talk about that if I was just trying to talk about like. Yeah, cool. You read the Bible and you can rewrite it in your own little way that sounds like a breakdown. Good for you. Like, Same. I don't think that's very interesting. Uh, I like to talk about my life experience. And we, yeah, we would just say we are Christians in a band because there are some songs that come from a place of faith. And there are a lot of songs that don't. Facts. So at this point, like definitely the earlier material, like, are we going to say creation destruction wasn't a pretty Christian record? Ah, it was a pretty fucking Christian record. But then I joined the band and I fucked them up. I ruined it. You know, I sent them all straight to hell. I said, you're a bunch of heathens. You're going to get with a bunch of succubus women and we're going <laughs> to we just I'm going to ruin your life. Um, I love that. Yeah. No, you know, it, we just have other things that plague our existence at this point, I suppose. Um, nah, I'm just talking about that, but you know, I still, uh, am, am a Christian and, and I do, I, I love faith. I love my relationship with Christ, but I think that what people perceive as Christianity, like if I see some stupid Southern fuck go and make some bigoted response to somebody or some racist ass rant and, goes on like, well, Christ wouldn't you believe in what you do and whatever, man, you don't fucking know. You also don't know that he had superpowers or not. All you know is that he was a person on earth. That's it. Right. So what you can do, and luckily my parents aren't stupid, and they were just like, yeah, this is like a really good moral background, and if you like do some of this shit, you might be a better person. And in the hypothetical of if I could go to some super cool spirit in the sky headquarters with billion virgins and hopefully my wife uh that would be tight like that sounds pretty cool imagine you could have the virgins and your wife oh jesus i'm good sick bro um no i yeah i just always sounded i thought it sounded cool i i think it sounds pretty awesome in theory you know where it's like all right i gotta be a nice guy I got to be pretty good. I got to make pretty good decisions. I'm not really out here trying to be a dick. And if I do all these things, maybe I get to go to cool fucking afterlife thing. If it's I always a thought, thing. I always thought heaven when I was a kid was just like a big ass water park. I don't know why, but that's just what was in my head. I don't even like water parks. Uh, water. Yeah. I mean, I like water parks. They're my favorite band. Um, I like when Austin dyes his hair different colors. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. AP Magazine tells me when it happens. 
So that's how I know to be excited about the only things. water. The only water park I've ever liked is there's this indoor one in Texas, like not far Ooh, from where indoor water park. Yeah, it's not far from where like Diamond Vinny are buried, and I went and it was tight. That sounds really fun. I like water parks. I like thinking about how much pee is in it and how much I could drink and not get sick. Um, but, you know, because the chlorine's good for you. It's another chemical that cleans your insides. How do you think you're able to swim in the same water as all these other people with chemicals? So drink more chlorine, folks. Um, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, oh. I like water parks, but I don't, I don't get germophobia stuff. Like I'm, I like to steal strangers' alcohol and drink it in front of them. Like I'm, like I'm a shit pig. So that's shit why pig. I'm, that's why I'm setting rules for where I didn't set rules, but where I guess we're as a collective having rules for some stuff. Yeah. I don't think water parks are a thing anymore. What are, well, yeah, I don't think so. That band broke up. Well, I, all press told me that they broke up. They, they said I've never listened to that band before. Well, you, they got a song about puppies, I think, and they have um, different color hair and P- PRSs, and it's pretty cool. I'm out. Um, yeah, the bands. How do I describe? They're honestly like a pretty good band. Like Austin's definitely a smart person and writes good shit. I just wish AP didn't tell me every time he changed his hair because it makes me want to fight them. I'm going to plug a band to you real fast. Um, Check out Bad Luck with a period at the end. Oh, I've heard of uh, this band. I Yeah, okay. I I will go listen to it. So I write with uh, Dom, their singer, a lot. And they're a super talented band. And given the things bands you've talked about, I think you would really like this band. They put out a record like two weeks ago, actually. Oh, they're from New York. Yeah, in Florida, low key. That's how I met them. They lived here. Oh, they live in Brooklyn, actually. Um, that, that's why I was up there because we play in a metalcore band for fun called Dog. And um, yeah, they're they're a fucking awesome. See, band. it looks like Doge and CMC. Yeah, it does, but it's Dog East Coast Metalcore. No, it's not. It's Doge it CMC. It's Doge Cold Cut Metalcore. It's uh, Doge Motorcycle Club. Ooh, honestly, that should be we're, that. That should be the next band. Is Doge bikers. Motorcycle Club? Yeah, I wouldn't be in a in a biking gang, biker gang though. I'd be very scared. Yeah, no, I'm no, no way. I'm not hard enough for that. No, 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 no. That's one of those things where logic is like, dude, why are you taking this risk? I like singing sad songs and, you know, doing my thing. Yeah, Uh, fuck yeah, brother. I'm not trying to die. Um, Hell no. You know, but if I do die, I want to go to Matrix Place and with the virgins and shit. (laughs) But if if I get there and there's none... I'm going to beat the shit out of God. I'm going <laughs> to fight that fucking guy. I'm going to be like, you fuck. How could you even tell me? You told me this is going to be a thing. If and there's a God, I'm fucking nuked. <laughs> like, I'm getting fucking nuked. No, dude, that's why you got to forget. You forgot about the fail safe. There's the fail safe. Okay. So, He's oh, always going to ask you and be like, hey, did you fuck up? You stupid fuck. Do you, you're looking at me. Do you want to believe it in me or not? And you can do go, all right, I was pretty stupid. I, I do. And then he'll be like, okay, you fucked up a lot, but it's okay. Well, you know, well, what's the one, <laughs> unforg- what's the one unforgivable sin? 
Uh, Ooh, I think I got you. You did, yeah. I don't know. Blasphemy. Oh uh, well, yeah, but I do that every day. Uh, I got a pentagram tattooed on my palm. Oh, but you're all right, man. It's I'm cool smoked. now. It's goth. It's not like you know. Yeah, because you know, don't even get me started on the devil. That's man-made. He ain't even. He's real. gonna nuke me. Honestly, God has and that's God has nuclear bombs for sure. And probably has more than the United States. No, nah, no one does. I don't know about that, except for maybe like, except for maybe China. Um, <laughs> fucking, how's my? How is it? No, I don't. I retired that voice after his death. Um, God rest his soul. Um, but he's campaigning. No way, really. Yeah, I just found that out last night. I got I just, somebody sent me his. He wants everyone to have Trump cards. I think like that, credit. No, like uh, like instead of a vaccination card, you carry around a Trump card that basically says "suck my dick." That's awesome. Jesus Christ, I'm two for two. I swear to God on interviews with people from Unified that if they listen to these interviews, I already got in trouble on the last one. I'm gonna get in trouble on this one too. Maybe you are the worst, least professional podcast on the planet. You Jesus, said Jesus you were gonna fight shit. God, which Matt Matt Honeycutt already did that. He did, he did that. Kublai Khan did it. That's the homie too. He is the nicest person in all of the court. Literally. Actually. You ever seen his you ever seen his tail? What do you mean? Like a real tail or his hair tail? No, he has a tail, like a, like protruding from his No, body. sir, I haven't. That's he's crazy. Like three, he's got like three extra vertebrae that stuck out. And the first time we ever hung out a long time ago, maybe almost a decade ago, um, he was like, Yeah, you want to see my tail? I said, Fuck yeah, I do. And uh, he pulled his pants down, and as he was showing it to me, uh, Nolan just licked it, and it was <laughs> it was fucking sick. Nolan would, yeah, <laughs> literally just fucking licked it. It was awesome. They were, I love those guys. They were on the first first run I ever did with Fit, and they're just the nicest people. Yeah, um, seriously. Um, I was. In Oklahoma on tour, playing this place called Rudy's, and um, Ryan Harvey, the homie, was was oh, recording. Yeah. yeah, he was recording balancing, and I stopped in, and yeah, it was tight. That's so. super cool. I I only met him uh, once or twice over the years, but um, I I love a lot of the things that he has worked on. Ryan's a shit. That He's, record. Oh, that's a wild motherfucker. Yeah, so. man, that He's record very, sounds fucking insane. He's very eccentric and it shows it like translates a lot. Ryan's done a lot for me and like really helped me out, like, especially like figure out how I want to sound, you know, stuff like that. So, dude, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's nice that you've had people that you've enjoyed working with over the years and like been able to take bits and pieces of that have helped. I think because, you know, the production work I'm sure has really helped to lead you in this place where you are able to create and showcase mood ring the way that you really wanted to oh yeah for sure definitely but dude well we made up for it we did it we got through it we talked we some shit i don't think i challenged any bands to a fight today this is no, good but this apparently is- my band's fighting prison now your so. band's fighting prison and then truck. it'll be on tv and K- kaylin versus johnny for sure yeah, ooh, that would be a good fight to watch, honestly. Oh, dude, they have John Pence. Fuck no. Who's I that? Forgot, I forgot about John Pence, their bassist. Is he a big 
big fuck? Yeah, man, absolutely not. Dude, he used to play, uh, real fast before I let you go, he used to play in this band called In Alcatraz in 1962, and he also played an an Abacab for a while. No shit. I was 16 the first time I saw one of his bands. He couldn't have been much older than me, but he's double my size. And I was up at the front. Wait, is this a guy? Is he got like mad knack tats? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at him now, and no way in hell. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, Absolutely no. he, not. Yeah, he, he he beats up my entire band. Um, his he is just a big fuck. He's a fucking unit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm we good. take it back. Prison. You guys win. Uh, Who else should we fight? I don't know. You guys could fight hundredth or something instead. That sounds more appropriate. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's more and more years. I would actually like to see a 100th Mood Ring show. I like that new 100th a lot. Me too. That was one of those bands where they made the switch and people were confused. And I said, I love this. This is great. It's, it's so much better. Yeah. You know, and, like they and, were doing like the fake hardcore thing and then becoming like something they actually want to do is a way better decision. Yeah, they just seem happy now. It's fantastic. But facts. Dude, Hunter, thank you so much for your patience yesterday and uh, getting through that bullshit with me. Zencaster, thanks for responding to emails and not being stupid fucks. Um, I think this was an all-time record of calling people stupid fucks episode. And thank you, dude. This was a lot of fun. What kind of what kind of stuff can you plug for the people, your Instagram, Twitch, any of that kind of shit? I should be streaming. I don't know why I'm not. I play video games all day and record music. It does not make sense that I'm not trying to make a dollar. You got off the of system it. for it. You got the new M1. Um, let's not. Let's not. Um, but yeah, uh, social media. It's just at Hunty Young and obviously at Moodering Rock for fucking everything. Um, and that's it. Come shoot me a message and send me Gundams. Dude. Yes, send Hunter Gundam, send me Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and if you don't, you're not allowed to come to the shows. Um, but if you do, you get shows at a discount. I'm not giving out. F- no, I'll give you free shows. Give me Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You can come and I'll put on the guest list. Yo, deadass, same, same. You give me Gundams, yeah. you're in. Yeah, no, for real. That's an exchange. So holler at your boy. Dude, Hunter, you're the best. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that was the show. Thank you, Mother Tuggers, for joining me again this week. I hope you had a good time. You know I did. It was fantastic. Hunter, thank you so much for joining me. I love Mood Ring. This EP is so fucking good. Show me the real you. Out now on UNFD. Don't be a stupid fuck. Go listen to it. Uh, next, we got Adam from Gatherers. I think it might be out later this week. It probably should be. It's already done. Why not? Why wouldn't I do that? Maybe I should do that. All right, I'll do it. I swear to God, I'm going to do it. Go listen to some Gatherers and prep for it, because that band is so fucking good. Okay, here we go. Thanks. I hope you guys had fun. And as always, get
Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>